begins with this gate drop. first official Jawing with Jesse segment on the Power to the Ground Motocross Media Network. I've got Devin Harriman with me today, and I don't want to take up too much too much of his day, so I'm going to fly through some of these reads. Uh, for those of you watching this live, don't forget to like, share, and comment on this video. It really helps us out in the algorithms, helps new people find us. Uh, if there are any questions that you have for Devin, go ahead and drop them in the comment section, and we will circle back and uh, read those at the end. And uh, for those of you watching on Facebook or YouTube, go ahead and hit that bell icon so you can get notified anytime we go live. If you are listening to this on audio, be sure to follow us or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Let's jump into some of these spots real quick. Um, First off, Nova Pro Media, if you're doing any business online, you want to sell more, you want to start selling new website, anything like that, jump over to novapro.media, book a call, they can help you out over there. If you are a hot sauce fan, jump over to brotacofoods.com, use coupon code PTTG, get 20% off, and of course, our good friends over at Sunstar, Sprockets and Chains. If you need to get some work done on your bike, put some new stuff on there, go ahead, go to sunstar-braking.com, hit up the email support and mention Doug, PTTG, Devin, uh, Doug, uh, I already said that, Tiller, anybody, anything about Power to the Ground, and they will hook you up with 30% off over there. So uh, let's jump right into it, everybody. We've got Devin Harriman in the house. How's it going, guys? How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Just uh, trying to recover and get ready to get back into the groove of things, hopefully. Cool. Yeah, how's the uh, how's the recovery going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, everything's kind of healing good. Trying to get the range of motion back, really. Just get that coming back, and I'm trying to still straighten my finger. As you see, it doesn't want to go as straight as it should, but it's, uh, it's a work in progress. So we're That's getting rough, there. dude. That's rough. Yeah, it was it was, it was another uh, another surgery. That's especially that that part. So um, Doug from Sunstar, he's uh, he also did something similar to that just a few weeks ago. He's he's been struggling with it going through rehab and everything yeah. like that. What did you actually do? What was the, the actual break on there? So I broke my radius in half and then I did uh, just the radius. And then when you do the radius and just the radius, it goes up and like goes in between the, um, what's the other bone in there? I, I can't remember off the, uh, is it the ulna? I think it is, but anyways, yeah, I think uh, it goes up yeah. between there and it, this like tears a couple of ligaments. It's called the like, DURJ or something like that. Uh, learned that all from the doctors lately. <laughs> uh, but anyways, tore those two ligaments in there and then ended up breaking metacarpal four and five in my hand as well. So Dude, that's the that uh, sucks. extent of that. Uh, yeah, no, it does suck. So what's the uh, what's your timeline looking like now? Oh my God, I don't. I have no idea. It's, it's tough. It's tough saying just because I. So when I originally happened, I was down in uh, 
Oklahoma, and I was dealing with a great doctor up there, down there, uh, Dr. Clayton Nelson. He was helping me out, and he's, you know, he's worked on a lot of us. He's worked on uh, Austin Forkner, myself, Trey Kennard, Bogle, uh, pretty much all of us Rainer Boyds, you know. Um, and so he knows he knows the drill. He knows how it is. Uh, he said just under three months. But I don't know where we're at now. Uh, we're at, I want to say, just over a month and a half. Um, tomorrow, I think, will be month or six weeks out from surgery. Gotcha. So, um, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, hoping I can get back on a bike in less than a month, three weeks, roughly, middle of June, hopefully. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's hard saying what's your what's your rehab looking like like you is it just physical therapy or are you, you doing any other kind of training to get it up or uh so i just do, i'll do a lot of like uh they're not a huge fan of it but i <laughs> actually I, I took the brace off um they gave me a pretty cool like splint that they 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 formed for my arm and everything once i had surgery and everything so uh, I took that off, I want to say a week ago or two weeks ago, um, and was just running it, right? Like as soon as they get, as soon as they put me into, um, physical therapy and gave me the AOK to hop into some range of motion, uh, I just took the whole thing off and tried to, tried to get it back as soon as I could. I made sure like with both doctors, the doctor I got here in, in Washington and the, and the doctor that I had in uh, Oklahoma, I made sure it was, like, I wasn't going to do any extra damage by taking it off. Um, I didn't tell them I was going to take it off, but like, I wasn't going to overdo it, you know? So I just tried as hard as I could just to get as much range of motion back as I could, you know? Um, I'm just about there. Um, and just in the range of motion. Uh, and then I just hit up my, I'm going to start training with a guy here named Evan Nystrom. Um, he's got his own thing here. So I'm going to do some stuff with him. Uh, I'm very, how do you say this? Uh, not self-motivated. You could say I got to have somebody help me out. Uh, gotcha. give me a program, give me a program and write some things down and let me know what I need to be doing. I'm not somebody that's, I'm not going to be a professional bodybuilder. So I'm not just going to go into the gym and pump weight and pump iron that I don't know what exactly it's doing for me. So I'm going to start working with him, get some, uh, cardio back going here. You know, like I said, with I think it was next. I got actually I got a meeting with him tomorrow um, to go over everything and get back into it. I was on it hard for six months, and I just decided to take a, a month off. You know, so happens, we're gonna dude. start back up. Yeah, we're gonna start back up Monday, and uh, I guess you could say the vacation that happened when you're on uh, break is over. Yeah kind of get back in the groove of things well that, that's uh, first of all it's awesome that you have the the self-awareness about the self-motivated thing that's like that's a huge thing as as i've i've been through several injuries and rehabs and everything like that it's like you gotta listen to your own body but you know the self-awareness of knowing that 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 self-motivation isn't there and needing somebody else to kind of structure that work yeah. that's huge that's huge yeah no yeah exactly i mean i see i think it was you in the uh comments here it says that i just started on the road bike like i don't even have that motivation 
you know. Um, and I know that, and I'm not like I'm. I got no issue admitting it. It's been like that my whole life. I've never, um, the last two years, I've put in effort, you know, and in, in worth the work ethic off the bike at Raynards, uh, and it's shown in the last two years, you know. So, just kind of a bummer. I'm like, oh, maybe I should have done that sooner. But I, yeah. uh, if I did that sooner, I don't think I'd still be doing it. You know, it's right. a grind. A lot of people don't understand the grind until they actually do it. You know, like, oh, riding on the weekends is one thing, but when you're riding on the weekends and you're also riding three days during the week and then you go from the riding and you go to the gym, you know, or you do like Rainers has been tough. Like last year was this year. I should say like, I mean, we'd ride, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever the days were. And then we'd go to the gym. Right. Or a lot of the times it's actually gym at eight o'clock in the morning. Well, the gym's an hour from where we were at, you know? So we do that. And then we do a 45 minute run. You know, but there's times where we do a 45 minute run right out as, soon, as soon as we're done riding, you know, you got pretty much 30 minutes to gear down and get back into your running stuff to go run. And then you got to get your run done. You got 40, you got 50 minutes to get your 45 minute run done. And then you got to get in your truck and you got to, you know, haul back down into town and go to the gym and see Angus. So there's times where it ain't fun and it's not enjoyable. There's not a lot of time you know, to really do anything else. And you just, when there is time, you just kind of, you know, take it in and relax. But I don't, uh, I don't have that in me to do it solo. So I got to have somebody to help me. It's a grind. That's for sure. It is, uh, is a grind. Yeah, it, yes. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's, that, uh, good. let's shift gear from the, I, I feel like you're a little, you're, you're a little somber with the, uh, the rehab stuff, which is completely understandable. You're, you're a racer. Yeah. <laughs> totally get that yeah uh let's talk about the the striders to riders thing you got going on so that's that's something like i got hurt in 16 um yeah. 2016 i blew my knee out in europe uh at that zuderbrook supercross thing uh i was down for like a year almost um and i was working for a kid named preston base loop a uh, little guy that's, I don't know, some of you guys probably know. I think Doug might know who he is just because he's a Sunstar rider as well. Uh, but, no, I was working for him full-time, like mechanic, everything like that, just because I quit my job to go racing in Europe, and then I got hurt, and I wasn't able to go back. I was working HVAC. Um, so I was like, okay, well, i got to figure something out. So I was doing that, and then uh, I just had a, a bunch of parents asking, hey, you want to train my kid? Will you train my, tra train my kid? You know, and it, it started out just as a – I said, yeah, like, yeah, I can do that. Um, it was, you know, whenever they hit me up or whatever. Um, and then stopped working for Preston. I just decided to do the training thing full time. And it's actually worked out pretty well, you know. Um, I didn't start, uh, like, a, now it's all legit. It's like I got a business license, website, everything like that. So everything's legit now with the thing, with the Strider to Riders. Uh, and it, at first, like I said, I just started doing it on the side and then it became a full-time thing. And then I was like, you know, 25 years old, 24 years old at the time. I was like, I don't want to be 30 years old trying to buy a house, you know, and then have to wait two years to go buy a house because I got to have that, uh, that uh, two years of income. So it's like, I just figured I'll start that up and uh, get that going. But no, that's been going good, you know. Uh, a lot of it is just because of the fact that like when I was younger, 
um, there was not any, there wasn't any pros locally to, to give me lessons or anything like that. You know, and as a younger kid on fifties, like I looked up to the pros, the local pros, even, you know, even if some of them weren't even racing supercross, I still looked up to them just cause they were the fast guys and I was wanting to be like them. Um, so as soon as I turned pro, I decided like, you know, I'll just do my thing. Right. And then I did the lessons and it took me a little bit to realize it, but like it was, it felt good to, to give back. I guess you could say to like give the little kids something to look forward to. And then now with like me racing supercross, it's even like a better thing. I guess you could say, yeah. um, cause I come home and from like supercross, I came home a couple of times this year and like classes were full, you know, with like within an hour of me posting something on signups, classes filled up. Right. And it's, and every one of the kids, they all said something about Supercross. So it was cool, you know, having coming home and being able to give back to the kids locally was cool to me. And not only that, like they all see us, you know, they, they see, you know, my, like people like Ken Rocks and Cooper Webb, Tomac, uh, Forkner, Bogle, all those dudes, they see them on TV. Right. And like, I mean, I'll admit it, it myself, even up to six years ago, I was like, ah, oh, you know, those people are, aren't fake or, or aren't real right those are just like robots right well that people just put on so it's nice to get on you know go to race supercross and then come home so those people can see the guys that i train and everything see that like we're real people you know we're all real people we all you know make make moves make dumb mistakes whatever it is um not only that like i i explained the story to them like just don't ever give up and you can be exactly where i'm at you know because uh, i mean i was at their age one year at one time and looking up to pros, you know, and watching Supercross on the weekends and everything. And it just all comes down to just not giving up. And that's like the biggest thing that I try to preach to anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter what it is. Just don't give up. Yeah. But are you doing, is no, this for, uh, is this for kids in your local area or is it a travel? Uh, yeah. Local. Travel thing? No, right now it's just local area. I mean, if I get a, if I get enough people, you know, uh, for anybody wants to do something together, I have no issue doing that. I'll come travel. I'll do whatever I need, whatever anybody else wants. Um, but as of right now, everything's just kind of local. Uh, just trying to stay busy doing that, you know, three to four times a week. Um, but I kind of shied away from the group stuff. Only because yeah. it's kind of a headache, headache for myself to try to line everything up and try to get everything and make everybody happy. So it's easier just to have them, like if they if they want a group class a lot, what I've been doing lately is I've had the parents line it up. You know, I said, hey, I need a minimum of four riders for a group class. And they say, okay, well, can we do, I got eight guys. Can we do, you know, Albany on Thursday morning? Yep, perfect. See you there. You know, so it's a lot easier like that. Um, I'm real flexible with my schedule. So anything that I, anything that does happen is usually set up by the parents. I don't usually set things up anymore. Um, I've gotten kind of enough clientele, not enough. I, I can always use more obviously, but I got a lot, of, a lot more clientele than I used to, to where I used to, used to have to set it up and try really hard and push it. You know, I don't have to push it as much now, now that I got more people coming in and, wanting to set things up, which is great. And not only that, they also see the results from the riders. So 
kind of sells itself, you could say. Nice. So you got you got the yeah. parents herding the cats for you. Yeah, exactly. So it's good. I like it. Um, you know, it's it's a good setup. It's fun. Yeah, I, I like um, kids. They're they're a good time. I, I have yeah. a lot of kids. I don't have too many big bikes, but I got a lot of younger kids, and they're they're a good time. Are any of them racing? Uh, what do you mean? Like are like are the any kids of, that I train? Yeah. Yeah, no, a good majority of them are. I got a couple of kids, Sweet. like a little Lynx Lacey, Tiger Lacey's son. He's a racer. He's one of my kids. And then I got uh, like um, Liam Aslan. He's another one. I got, you know, Ryder Bergemeyer. I got a bunch of kids that are racing that are ripping. Uh, I got some kids that this year, I went to Loretta's last year for a couple of my guys, Jacob Badgley and Liam. Um, I'd probably do the same. I'm probably going to do the same thing again this year. Both of them probably can make it. And I'll probably have a couple more this year. I'll make it. Um, so they're all doing good. Just got to keep them on two wheels. Stay healthy. <laughs> keep, keep the dads from freaking out on them. Yeah. That's the biggest thing lately. Track, that drives dads. me nuts. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> the 50 dads. Like, no, stop. Simmer down. That's great. So, that's great, dude. And that's a, that's a great motivation yeah. for, you know, passing it on to to the next generation that's it's just a it's a fantastic story getting it started and everything like that just uh, i'll keep in touch so if you've got any like um you know blasts that you want to put out there for you know doing promos or anything like that just send them my way and i'll shoot them out there i think that i think that's great it's very very similar to kind of why why we're doing this show um which is I, I I wanted to give you guys like a platform where you could be in front of the fans and show them exactly that you are people. You're not like you're not just robots that ride motorcycles yeah. all day long every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you, I mean, like I obviously you see it now lately. Is like, I mean, social media is a great thing. Everybody has one usually now. Um, but I mean, you see it, they're all making, you know, they're all ma- making posts and stuff like that. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but like we all cuss, you know, and yeah. little guys, parents, they all think we don't cuss, you know, we all cuss. It's the, we all do it. There's nothing, there's no hiding it. You know what I mean? Like we obviously have to try to keep a, a professional outlook on things and look professional, but I don't, I don't remember who it was the other day. They just said something on social media and there's like five words and there's a cuss word in there. Like you know it's we're not robots we're not perfect we're here we're right. human you know and i love it anytime i see like you know like even rocks and tomac web whatever it is anytime i see them cuss it, it, like anderson's another one like it just brings a smile to my face because it's like look perfect i love it yeah like, just give it to them because you know they want it you know what i mean so it's cool and then not only that like we're all golfing now which is a blast we're all doing things outside of it so um, yeah, I've I've noticed that. There's been like something. this big trend of everybody getting out on the on the golf course. Are you guys like, are you golfing with a like? Or is that something you partake in too? Yeah, <laughs> I actually uh, probably hopefully the doctors don't see this. Um, <laughs> I've been golfing for the last two weeks, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, going for the last two weeks now. Um, 
but I mean, I was golfing before. Like I went golf when I was in Oklahoma. I went quite a bit with Austin's dad, Forkner, Mike Forkner. I was golfing quite a bit with him. Um, Benny Bloss. I was trying to get a whole, we were trying, we we're going to go golfing in Florida at, uh, Cocoa beach when we were in Florida, just the weather, uh, took a shit on us. So, but, uh, no, it was, it's something that like, I don't know. I think I picked it up right before, uh, like probably right after maybe No, it was like April. I want to say last year, uh, Levi kitchen and I were home and we're like, dude, let's go do something. So we just said, all right, let's go rent some clubs from somewhere, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's kind of where it all started. It was like Camus Meadows. Uh, and I think the reason we chose Camus Meadows, honestly, is because I have, a, I train a kid and his dad's like the, uh, the manager there, you know? So I'm like, Hey, like, I know these guys, I know the manager here. Let's go. He'll help us out. He'll give us like a range tickets, tokens, and we can hit the range and then we hit the 18. And he goes, yeah, let's do it. So that's i think where it all started kind of it was like levi and i uh, i'm not saying we we all started the whole trend but like levi and i went and had a blast you know and then like it's just been a it's been a good time ever since and like i mean well the whole season i had my clubs with me i think everywhere i went just in case you know i had some found some time to go do it but no i mean obviously you see everybody's doing it lawrence is doing it um craig's out craig's even got his kid out there doing it you know i think i think it's just another uh escape from moto you know um yeah something enjoyable that anybody and everybody can do and uh moto people are super competitive and we all like to be good at things it doesn't matter what it is we like to be good at it so i think when you throw some dudes into golf that aren't good <laughs> at it moto guys uh i think when you throw us into it and you're and we all like are shooting like five over and we're like no this isn't okay i gotta get better you know, I think that's why a lot of us continue to do it is because it's fun. It's kind of, it's relaxing and it's like a good time with your friends. Right. You know, we all suck. I mean, I, I bet you there's not any of us that are shooting below pars. So we just do it for a good time, you know, and it, like I said, it's something else to do. Yeah. It's, it's, but. it seems like it would, it's, exactly the opposite of moto too like you're in a quiet a quiet environment it's still competitive but you don't have as big of an issue with like injuries not nearly the issue with injuries so you're not like putting yourself at risk or anything like that it just seems like a perfect place for you guys where you're like all right i've been riding my bike all week long i still want to do something fun and competitive but i don't want to put myself at risk seems like golf is like the perfect thing to do that to fill your time with yeah no it is it's fun and like and it's i mean just to golf nine holes is usually like two and a half hours you know so it's it's extremely time consuming um it makes time pass extremely fast just because it's you're having a good time but it's also you know like we're getting that adrenaline rush like oh gosh can we hit the ball straight or or we're just laughing our asses off because the ball's going everywhere other than straight where it's supposed to go, you know? So for, for me personally, maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody else, but, uh, no, it's, it's a good time. It's a, it's a really good time. You know, um, another one of those things that like, I just went with my girlfriend the other day was tennis. I've never done tennis, never played it. Nothing like we just went and bought a couple of rackets and went and played tennis. And another thing that's just like kind of enjoyable, that's a little more exercise. Um, 
not a huge fan of that. <laughs> but uh, it was fun just to, to just to do something different, you know. Uh, I think COVID obviously took a big hit on us, on everybody. Uh, but also, I think it made everybody be a lot more active and uh, a lot of positive things to take out of it, I think. So golf, tennis, just doing everything, you know. I mean, obviously, look at the moto community. It, uh, it's almost doubled, almost tripled probably from yeah. March of last of March of last year to now, you know, like everybody sold out of things. Like I just texted a couple of people of mine, um, little Caden BMX kid. His dad asked me for a bike two weeks or like three months ago, uh, for a 65. I was like, dude, there's nothing. <laughs> Sorry until 22s, you know? So yeah, I just told him, I said, get, make sure you get your name on the list. They're going to go quick, you know? And then they are, they all go quick and everything's back ordered and, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's something that Doug so, and I okay. talk about pretty frequently. Yeah, no, it's good. I think it's great. Like the COVID, like obviously it sucks because, like, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much. I personally think it's all like politics, but whatever. Um, I mean, I'm not saying like COVID's fake. I got it and I got it right before Supercross, but it's just, yeah, I'm a survivor too. Ridiculous on what it's done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's ridiculous on what it's done, but it's also like a great thing for it because you see a lot more people outdoors and doing more stuff outdoors, which is great. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, uh, so you, you've got a, is, is this other company yours or do you just help out with them? The, the legacy, uh, custom. No, so that's mine as well. Um, I, I got a good buddy actually, um, legacy racewear is one of my like best friends um the owner of that which his name is justin haberlock uh he hit me up actually it all started because i was doing a, i was doing a i was trying to get it uh easy up set up for supercross this year and i was like hey yo i'm like does uh legacy racewear want to help you know pay for half of it and you guys can have like the main logos on it and he says, uh, yeah, sure, right? So he obviously deals with the guys over there in China and everything. So um, we figured out some way to get them to make us one. And they made us one. And it was for like a, a great price. So I was like. Oh, Devin, your, your uh, audio just cut out. Not quite sure what happened there. Hmm. Um, you want to try Xing out real quick and then coming back into it? All right. All right. So let's see if we can get uh, Devin hooked up with those audio issues. Hopefully this works. Here he is. Get him in. No audio. Weird. Um, let me see if I got a backup here. Lost audio. Yep. Um, hmm. Can you see your audio bouncing on your, uh, on your face over there? Weird. I wonder what happened. Try it. 
So the uh, the little gear at the bottom there. Click on that, and you'll have like your your audio input. Try selecting something there. Nope. Oh, his, his, uh, all right. So Devin's network connection, it looks like it's, it dropped. Yeah, he definitely dropped. All right. So we'll hang out here for a couple of minutes, see if we can get him back in. Um, technical difficulties, man, technical difficulties. So this is, this is what happens. Hey, no, yeah. There he is. There we go. We got him back. <laughs> there we go. I don't know what happened there. I and I even lost you. Everything froze. Weird. Solving problems yeah. though. Some yeah, these yeah. things happen, man. But anyways, yeah. So he hit me up and he goes, Let's start. He goes, I'm gonna start an easy up company. I'm like, whatever. You know? He goes, Will you design them? I said, Yeah, sure. Right? Like whatever you need i'll help you know because you help me out with the gear and everything i'll help you out here well then i realized like there's some good money to be made and i downloaded adobe illustrator like a year ago almost um just to kind of play around on it because i've always wanted to like make my own graphics or like design stuff or whatever it is or make flyers or, or anything it was um and so i just downloaded it. i'm like whatever i'll just play with it and then here we are now and just doing all this his uh the canopy stuff not a lot of it like it's not a lot of design like i'm not doing anything crazy a lot of the times people just want a black or a, a solid color with some logo placement right um but that's whatever it was but anyways started out as just like a partnership like just me helping him out and then he started it and then i said hey you know I'll pay for the website i'll pay for the business license and everything like that and make this all legit i want you know, 50% of her or 40% of her, whatever it was. He says, all right, deal. So I own half of that. And then, uh, this month's just been crazy. We've had probably, we probably matched this month. Um, our, in, like our income, our sales this month already. So what are we at? That's the 20th in 20 yeah. days. We've matched the same, like we've almost doubled, if not tripled our sales that we've ever had, which is great. Uh, we actually got a sale going on right now, 20% off anything that's on the website or on the um, that Legacy Custom Canopies offers. We offer like just canopies, walls, flags, um, half walls, table covers, uh, pretty much anything advertisement. Like even the big old blow up dancing dolls that you see on the side, like most car, car lots have, we can do those. Um, the big old arches that marathons have, we do those. Um, the monster cans that you see at like, Supercross or whatever it is, Red Bull arches. We can do all that. Um, anything like that we can do. So it's been fun. Uh, not only just doing it, but like learning a lot of the, like the business side of that, which has been a good thing, you know, and I like talking to people, um, helping people out as much as I can, you know, especially the guys that help me out. Um, one of those guys, you scratch mine, I scratch yours type deal. So there's been some dudes that have hit me up and like, Hey, like how much for this? Like, Sure, I'll just give it to you. Cost you help me out, you know. Um, so yeah, but it's been fun, been real fun. And now, now I'm like 
he lost his design guy for his gear. Like right when I joined him for gear wise, it was like a year ago. Um, he lost his, his design guy and here we are now. I think I'm going to probably design gear for him, which is, I don't care, but it, it was never something like I never looked at it as trying to make money. And like for this gear stuff, I honestly, I probably won't even charge him because he helps me out so much with gear, you know? So I'm not going to charge him to design gear for me, but you know, it's not the gear ain't for me. It's for everybody else mainly. Right. Um, you know, I mean, shoot this year, I had all custom stuff. That was just all one off stuff for me. So obviously the gear ain't just for me. It's for everybody else that I'm designing. But, right. That's know, cool. So it's, it's been a good time. Thinking outside of the box and getting into the design stuff. How do you like you? Do you enjoy the design stuff? Yeah, no, it's fun. I, I really enjoy it. Like, and the only reason I'm, like he's even said anything about the gear is because I got bored, you know, and I'm not somebody that can just like, not an artist by any means, you know, um, I have like cool ideas here and there. Um, like the Strider Surrider's name, that was me, you know, nobody like trained a lot of little kids, right? Well, what's every little kid start on nowadays? It's a Strider. And then they go from a Strider, they go straight to a dirt bike. Well, what's a dirt bike? They're riders, right? So just it's little, little nicks like that. Like it's like I enjoy that stuff. So the the whole gear thing was like just me playing around. Um, I mean, we were doing the EZF stuff. And then I had I had him send me my the gear that I had gotten custom made this year because I wanted to put – logos where i wanted it and everything like that and i didn't want to have to go back and forth with the design guy so i just had the guy send it to me and then i sent it back and um and then it was the easy ups and then i was like you know what i want to i want to get better at this because it's fun i enjoy it i did a lot of uh computer stuff in school like computer automotive uh, machining and cad cam in high school i really enjoyed that and like drawing and making stuff out of metal wood whatever it was uh so i was just like there's only so much I could figure out on a easy up, right? Well, like there's a bunch of different cut paths and everything like that. Gears got a bunch of different little panels that need, need work on. So I just got on there and just started playing around and it was like, it was just enjoyable. I just, I only reason I did it was to get better at it, to have fun at it, you know? So it was never any, any idea to, help him design gear for him. It's just mainly for me just because I'm bored. It's not even that I'm bored. I just wanted to get better at it because it's enjoyable, you know, especially when I just sit here at home. Like last night, my girlfriend got mad at me because I just sat on the computer for three hours and <laughs> designed a set of gear, you know? So not, and he's like, he's never once asked me for like a design. I just do it because it's fun. Right. You know, but it's all, so if you, it's all, uh, it's all fun. So I, I am I'm also a, a design guy by trade. Um have you Okay. Have you gone outside of Adobe Illustrator at all? You tried any other tools? No, so like like I said, I did a lot of stuff in high school. Um but that was okay. that's also not like that was for like uh Rhino, Mastercam, SolidWorks, you know. Those are all like machine those are all for like uh you know, computer stuff that are you're building stuff out of, you know, out of metal or like set up for machines. Um, I designed some stuff in that, 
Uh, and it was like, honestly, it was a lot better on like Rhino or Mastercam um, in those, but as I am, than I am on uh, Adobe. But no, I have not. What else? I didn't know there's much more. Really, yeah, like, I mean, there's that. a lot of stuff out there. But um, so you you're doing a lot of your own social media stuff. One thing, if you enjoy design, one thing that I'd recommend trying out is this website called canva.com c-a-n-v-a.com it's basically like uh illustrator or photoshop but it's like in a browser and they give you tons of like templates that you can just kind of take in pop in your colors move stuff around really quick and you can pop out social media posts for like promo stuff like really really quick okay yeah because it takes me a little bit because i like i mean obviously you see the strider rider stuff um it doesn't take me near as long as it used to, uh, but it takes me a little bit, you know, to make out, make something just on there. Because a lot of times you got to start from scratch and you're just starting right. with a blank canvas. Um, you don't have anything to go off of or just take a photo and I try to do something off of that. But um, I mean, I don't have many photos of myself or sorry of any like rotters or the kids that I help out. So I'm not going to promote something of myself. I'm not. It's not about me. It's about the rotters type deal. So. Right. But no, that's good to know. And that, there's also a buddy of mine just told me about something else. Um, let's see. Uh, iStock, I think it is. Yep. Where you can get a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of just like vector files. Did I lose you? Nope. Uh, I, I don't think so. Am I still here? I mean, I, you, I still see you. But I just I clicked out of that that tab that I was in. Oh yeah, you're still here. Game. There we go. Okay, but yeah, it's like I think it was iStock or something. Uh, but just a bunch of vector file files that I can find and pull into the Adobe, which is good. And I just found that out, and then obviously like the uh, the um, the font, you know, just for any of that stuff. But uh, right. the the fonts. Are, Oh, that's a pain in the ass. Font's the biggest. <laughs> that's my biggest problem right now with any of the customers that I have. They all say, oh, can you, you know, or like finding files that work, like a vector file. Like they all just send me pictures. And like, here you go. Here's your logos. No, like, okay, I'll put that logo on, but it's going to be blurry. Right. <laughs> you know, it's going to be pixelated and, and you're going to be upset with me. But guess what? That's your file. Right. Like you sent me that. You know, so then they all expect me to find, go find that logo. Like, that's not my job. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I'll design it for you, but I'm not gonna go find a logo for you. Like, you could, I could spend hours looking for logos or even fonts. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Is people want me to find a font. No, I don't know what you like. I'm not gonna look for two hours to find a font for you, and you just say no. Here, it's called the font. Tell me what it's named. <laughs> And I'll, I'll get it for you. It's great. It's easy. Yeah. You know, the, so the joys actually, of working with design clients, man. Yeah, it's tough. And right now, actually, I got a website going. Uh, my the guy, same guy that did my Striders or Riders page, um, strategic marketing, I think it's called. Uh, he he's doing my um, canopies page, and I looked at a bunch of different pages where you can design on it, and it gives you that live image. And that's what I like really wanted. Like, uh, uh, I had a couple clients that they just 
I sent probably 30 different proofs to them. And it was just changing little things here and there, changing, swapping logos. Like I was just so over it. And at that point I said, you know what, after five, after, after like four or five proofs, it's 10 bucks a proof, you know? And, and then it was also, it's $10 a logo. You want me to go look for logos? It's 10 bucks. If I have them, awesome. Well, you know, you're good. But if I don't have them, I'm not looking for it. But anyways, I have it now. And I, that was my biggest thing that I wanted on the website was I want to be able to go like, kind of like what canvas gear has, like what Michael Leap's got going with the gear thing. Um, where you can drag in a logo, you can drag in the artwork, you can drag in whatever you want, and it's right there. And you can change everything at right in front of your face. You know what I mean? And you'll know exactly what it looks like. So that's exactly what I'm going to have for my website for the canopies. They'll all be able to design exactly what they want. They'll see it, and then boom. And then I'll, I'll put everything into place, obviously. But it gives me right. a better idea. That way I'm not going back and forth with the customer saying this is where you want. No move here this move that there oh my gosh whatever you know so that'll that'll be nice that's really, sweet really that's nice. a great idea yeah so so it's like a drag and drop editor for for the for the canopy yeah yeah exactly um and then obviously like and then they will see what i mean when they want to just drag that jpeg in or the png in and it's just nothing but blurry they'll see what i'm talking about yeah and you, you know hey if that's what you want you want it blurry you want that you want your little logo that's going to be blown up to 10 feet long possibly hey if that's what you want <laughs> so but then <laughs> you gotta yeah, make so sure you put a disclaimer on the correct file huh you gotta make sure you put a disclaimer on there otherwise they're going to be calling you saying why is my logo blurry on there on your editor Hey, that's what see. That's what the cancellation and the uh, return policy and everything. That's what that. That's what's in there. Uh, that's what is in there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not responsible for for the logos you provided. So, but and then they will when they when they upload file like when they upload their images or their logo or whatever it is into that website, it'll download onto my my end and I'll be able to grab it as well. So I don't have to go look for it at that point. Sweet. It's all in one yeah. spot. That's a great process, yeah, man. Great. Yeah, trying to get out of. I mean, obviously, moto is like a huge part of my life. It's been, been has been for twenty one years, but there's more to life than moto, you know. And I like to stay in it. You know, yeah. I'll always have a dirt bike. I always go racing, but uh, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Yeah, barely making veins, yeah. and there ain't there ain't much moto or money in moto. So and there's life else. on the other side too, right? Exactly. It's enjoyable too. Yeah. So, and I don't have to, I don't have to risk it. I can lay in bed. Like yesterday I laid in bed almost all day and I think sold like four easy ups. It was great. It's like, <laughs> and they had no idea, you know? Yeah. Laid in bed all day, sold, sold four easy ups, worked all day, almost on my computer. Actually, no, yesterday I had that lesson. I had a lesson at 10 o'clock, but then I came home and worked on my computer for like four or five hours, you know, and played COD and worked on my computer. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Loved it. It's not, it's not a bad gig, dude. Not a bad gig. No, it was a good time, but no, I definitely, so, I mean, kind of transferred back into moto, I guess you could say. Yeah. Go ahead. So what other, what other kind of interests do you have? Like you, you, you seem like a really well-rounded dude. Like you've got the design stuff, 
you're obviously you're a competitive athlete so you jump into the golf stuff when you can't get on the bike so what, what other kind of stuff you do uh through high school i rode a lot of bmx bikes um played actually i played so i played a lot of sports going through school i, I went through public school the whole time um i did what i did i wrestled for five years football for six and then like just did track in, in middle school uh and then i broke my knee in in uh freshman summer in 09 and doctor said like hey if you get hurt or you get hit wrong you know because it was like right right before football started up um doctor said if you get hit wrong you could have to have surgery and i was at the time i'd never had surgery on anything it's like no i don't want to do that so um i ventured into water polo i played that a lot of people think that's pretty gay or whatever but like that's so fun and i was in the best shape i've ever been in my life um if there was like a league outside of like high school i'd still go do it just because it's a lot of fun it's hard and it would do nothing but get me back into better shape for motocross because you're constantly swimming so I did water polo and then uh, kind of took a break on moto uh, from almost all through high school. Like there'd be months where I didn't even ride or I'd go three months and maybe ride once, right? So during that time, I just turned 16 and got a bicycle and uh, spent, I probably had a bicycle that was like worth $2,500, you know, that I couldn't sell for more than $400. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of like moto is, you know. Um, but I rode a lot of BMX bikes just at a skate park or like around town and was a kid, you know, lived that normal, normal kid's lifestyle. Uh, and then I, I got, uh, did bowling actually as well through high school just because I had nothing else to do. I grew up in a small town, Longview, Washington, um, wasn't much to do other than drugs and being a kid that's never smoked weed or been drunk. It wasn't something I was going to do because of moto gotcha so no I'm, yeah oh fishing's another one that i've picked up lately like a uh, girlfriend and i so I, I was fishing a little bit before i left last year like kind of right there at covid right before covid um just fish like not not any kind of fisherman at all couldn't tell you what to use how to do it nothing i just enjoy going with friends and it's similar to golf just sit there and bullshit you know and shoot, and talk crap to each other um but that's another thing that i just enjoy doing now uh at Raynard's, he's got a pond and it's got bluegill in it and bass and you know we just sit there and go do motos and then the girlfriend and i would go back and fish and she she never caught a fish before and, and she would uh she she just loved it it was so cool seeing it you know because she'd never caught one before and then when she caught her first one she was just addicted she she would just look at me <laughs> after moto and she said she said fishy and she just and we just go fishing. We just sit there for hours, you know, and just relax and have fun. Cause there's no stress at that point. Other than like yeah. I'm just getting pissed off because I can't catch anything. <laughs> or because the worms the fish just keep eating our worms, but other than that, it's fun. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a great time. So you just it's it's more about just sitting there and enjoying the time rather than trying to get a fish on the hook. Yeah, no, I mean, I get frustrated if I don't get fish, don't get me wrong, but it's just the time being being spent, I guess you could say, you know. Gotcha. So what uh, what caused the hiatus in high school for Moto? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Honestly, probably my dad. 
he said, I mean, like I said I, earlier in the interview, I, I've never, never had that self-motivation for moto. Um, never. I mean, I went to Loretta's a bunch, never did anything. Right. And like, but obviously the sports elevated quite a bit lately. Like the kids nowadays, like I see Deegan deep and like, even like kids on 85, 65, they're all out there doing gym stuff. I'm like, dude, you're killing me. Like you're gonna burn yourself out. Um, not why I didn't do it back in the day. I just, I didn't do it cause I'm lazy, plain and simple. I got no issue admitting it. Still am. Uh, but it just, my dad says, you know what? I'm putting 110% effort into this and you're putting 50% in the 50% in that you're putting in is when you're on a dirt bike, you're giving a hundred percent when you're at the track and you're on a dirt bike. But when you're not at the track, you're not giving it anything. So you're, you're only giving 50%. I'm not going to give 110 and you give it 50 and take days off for you to go out and, you know, get beat because you're tired or whatever the situation is. Um, he says, I'm not going to help you out. I'm not paying for it. I'm done doing all this until you show me effort. And I was like, whatever. Um, and then we just, that was, that was that. Um, and that was pretty much like the end of it. Really. Uh, I, like I said, it was once every three months, maybe two months, you know, and then 2012, I hit the ground quite a bit. Uh, got a 450 that 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 was the last bike he bought me was a 450 and that was i hit the ground a lot um and i was just kind of over it and he didn't do anything with it and i didn't do anything with it uh and then we got in a blowout and i kind of just moved out and then moved out and it was like probably in like 45 minutes south of him right next to a guy that uh has been um in the sport for a long time James Hansen used to live with them. That's the reason I moved down there is James was down there. Uh, Joe Munifo, U of MX, I guess you could say. Um, they're probably like the only reason I got back into it is because they, they said, hey, I'll help you out. Like, you know, here's a house right here next to me. You can rent it out and I'll get you a job. I'm like, perfect. So everything that kind of fell into place and then local shop bent lever helped me out as well um and that was just kind of the start back up into it i guess you could say like i moved out of my parents house and got my dad kind of out of the photo uh he was a 50 parent he was yelling you know and and that's why i don't do the the whole 50 parent yelling thing and i don't like it with the, the kids that i train is because that, that was what my dad was and i wasn't about that um and it, it burnt it out of me you know there's there's not I didn't want to do it. I'm not going to get yelled at for what <laughs> riding a dirt bike. Right. So moved out and, uh, came down here and he, and they just helped me out quite a bit. And then in 15, I think it was, I bought my first dirt bike, a YZ 250. And then I was helping out. Or I was around, uh, Preston basically quite a bit. And I saw his dad, Don basically, and his dad's just, a gnarly dude like that dude's one bad dude on a dirt bike um he's done Erzberg a bunch he, he won like the uh king of hammers i think a couple of years ago um like he had a 15 minute head start and still beat like haker webb all those dudes at the king of the hammers like the dude is a badass on a dirt bike um i think he's 56 now and like at the time wow. he's younger right and I, I i just told myself like when i say younger i mean like this is like three four years ago i said like I don't want to be his age 
and kick myself in the ass and regret not trying to get an outdoor license or, or supercross license. Right. So at first it was like, you know what, let's, I'm going to go get my outdoor license. And so I just bought a 252 stroke cause I couldn't ride a 450. It just throw me on the ground every time. So I bought a 252 stroke and raced locally everywhere and ended up earning my pro points for that. And it was never a, um, yeah, Preston's like a little brother to me. I love that kid. Uh, he, but, uh, it was never a thing to go race supercross. Like I've always been better at arena cross style stuff, especially on little bikes, but supercross has always been like gnarly. Like that's just not something that I ever wanted to do just because it was gnarly. I didn't want to get hurt. Um, and then I got my outdoor license. I raced an outdoor in 16 and I was like, you know what? Again, I, I don't want to kick myself in the ass when I'm 50 years old and say i wish i would have done this you know a lot of it was because of what don at the time i was i was at don's house more than i was at my house um i mean i called don dad and sydney mom like that's mom and dad and and preston's a brother um but i was at their house more than mine you know uh eating breakfast lunch and dinner there almost all the time just because i was around them you know and and seeing don be the badass that he is kind of just made me want to make sure that I wasn't going to regret anything. Um, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go get my supercross license. Preston was going to do the arena cross stuff. I'll throw a bike in with him. So I traded my 252 stroke in, went and got a Suzuki 250F and went into the arena cross. And, uh, the first one, I didn't even make night show at the first one actually. And then, uh, but I was sick that like that whole day before and everything. Second, second round was Selena's and I went and podiumed. I was like, Oh wow. You know, so I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. I was just, had a lot of doubt in myself. Um, just, and I'm not sure why I just had a lot of doubt in myself. And then, uh, ended up getting, got, got my supercross points and everything like that in the same year that, you know, within four rounds, I think it was, uh, and then ended up going back and getting hurt in that same year in Europe. And then I was like, well, that sucks. Cause I wanted to race supercross in 17, but I was, wasn't able to, I had to take all the 17 off and 18. Um, or no, I, 18, I, Oh, so yeah, 17, I took all of that off and then 18, I wanted to go race it as well. But I, you know I mean, dad still wasn't in the photo. Um, and I couldn't, I wasn't expecting anybody else to pay for anything, you know? Um, and I wasn't doing, the lessons as much, you know? Um, so the money just wasn't there. I was actually back working a normal job, uh, working for CFP construction, just pouring concrete. Um, and a good friend of mine, Stanky, George Stanky, uh, called me and says, Hey, we lost your audio again, Dev. Sorry, dude. Well, um, we're going to wait for uh, Devin to hop back in here, see if we can get his audio going up, uh, up and going. Um, there? There? There yeah. we go. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, so yeah, Stanky called me and said two grand for everything for arena cross. I was like, yeah, sold. 
done, I'll do it. Um, so I did a rain across with him and I had four hours on a bike before Dayton, Ohio in 18 in a year. So I was like, Oh boy, here we go. You know? And, uh, that was that. And then finish out the season. And the main goal was just to, I mean, it wasn't even like, obviously we all want to make mains, but at the end of the day, like I just wanted to get through the season healthy and be able to make it a full season and not get hurt. You know, um, I just gotten off the bike or off, off a bad injury. And the last four out of five times that I'd rode, I had like gotten hurt. So I just needed to get through the season healthy and that was it. And then, uh, that finished that. And then I was like, you know what? I want to do supercross. So I went and bought, got a supercross license and everything like that. And again, I had huge doubts in myself. Um, because like I said, supercross was something that I never wanted to do. Uh, and I got my ass handed to me on outdoors. I'm not a very good outdoor rider. Um, but like, I'm going to go race supercross and a one. I, so I left my parents' house or I left my house in 19 in December and went down South, you know, did everything I could to work save some money and everything like that and went and down to california and did that whole experience solo you know and and a1 i was nervous like i didn't even think i was gonna make night show i was like oh, i fuck it'd be lucky to make night show i was talking to daniel blair i was like dude i just can you help me out at all like what what can i do here i don't i don't have any idea what to do um what what, what do i do he goes just work on sprint laps sprint laps sprint laps and that's what i did um and I think I qualified 22nd, I, like the first in free practice. I, I, I taught free practice, which I was like just blown away at. Like, you know what? They're just they're just out there cruising. Um, they're not they're not trying, right? So like again, I was just beating myself up again uh, for the in that, and went out and first time qualifying. I was second in the B practice. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, are these dudes trying? You know, like. <laughs> these guys have all done this. And I, I sat here and I watched TV for the last three years, watching the same guys that I'm riding with. Like, why? Like, what's going on here, right? And it took it took me until, like, after that first round where I got fifth in the LCQ and passed up to fifth um, to realize, like, okay, maybe I can do this, you know? And then the second round, I made my first main at Glendale, and I was just blown away. Just because, like I said, is after so much doubt and so much stuff like has gone on, like the, my injury in seventeen and sixteen, um, laying on the track, not being able to move my leg at all, it was dislocated and everything. I was like, oh my god! I just thought, I, I, when I was on the track, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna even be able to walk again. This thing's screwed. Um, to then make my main, my first main, two years later, three years later, felt great. It was like it was a good feeling, you know. Um, started to believe a lot more. That's, that's a journey, dude. That is a journey. Yeah, no, it was, it, it's, it's been a long one, but I mean, it's, and then, I mean, I, I had my issues last year in 19 or 20. Um, but it's, it's going, you know, it's all part of it. Yeah. It's all, it's all part of the journey, you know, on and yeah. off the track. It's all part of the journey. Yeah. Um, so. Doug was actually the one that, um, like I've seen your name obviously over the past couple of years, but Doug was the one that really made me start paying attention to you. Um, 
earlier on in the season, I don't remember, it was during one of the couch crosses. So we do this thing called couch cross where basically we live stream a bunch of us watching the races and then people like yeah. come and hang out, watch the races with us. And Doug mentioned you in the uh um in one of the heats and I start and then that's kind of where we started kind of tracking your your progress from that point on. Um Yeah. So it, it it's you know unfortunate. Oh, there he goes. Doug says it was Indy three. Yeah, I was gonna say Indy because I, I met I think I met Doug at Indy two or Indy one or two. Here, hold on one moment. I gotta go get my chargers goodbye. Yeah, go for it, man. All right. So um for those of you listening on audio, uh Devin is just going to grab his charger. For those of you watching here um live on facebook or youtube go ahead drop your questions for devin in the comment section and when we are done with our conversation we will circle back and go through any questions that you guys have for him cool all right yep we're good but yeah no anything i think was the first time or second time i saw matt doug and it was cool like i mean i reach out to sponsors right? i try to get sponsors every year and it's one thing to reach out and, you know, ask for product or whatever it is, but I don't like, I mean, almost all my sponsors that I have, a lot of them are local. Um, but I have them local because I, I can have a relationship with them. Like it's more, more than just a sponsorship. I'd rather have a relationship with somebody than just asking for free product. Like, I don't care about that. Like, let's be friends. Like, I mean, I talk to Austin Patton probably once or twice a month, you know, from recluse. Shuey, I've been talking to them for talking to uh, Matthias now like a couple times a week. Um, the Vol, you know, Legacies, like I said, um, pretty much all my sponsors I have a good good relationship with. So when I met Doug, it was it was cool because like I I wanted to meet him in person, you know, have have a a relationship with him. Um, we don't talk a whole lot, obviously, um, but it's nice because I have. I've met him in person. We've had a conversation, you know. Um, he's just where I don't know where you guys are at. Where are you guys at? So I'm in Rhode Island. Doug's in in uh, Ohio. Okay, yeah. So you guys are ways away. It's not, yeah. you know, but no, it's just nice to be able to put a name to a face and you know have a little bit of a, a relationship other than just over email or right, you know, over phone, over the phone. Yeah, he's a good dude, and it's it's a it's yeah. a small small industry. As I I'm kind of I'm new to the industry, um, so well I'm I'm like brand new. I'm just starting to talk to some of you guys in the industry now, um, but I'm finding out more and more. It's very it's a very very small group of people, and they all yeah. know each other. Yeah, exactly. We all know each other. Like you know, it's I mean it's tough because you don't want to burn bridges right because there's it is a very small bridge it is a very small small area but i mean i like it that way you know i don't hang out with anybody here at home like i got two friends that i hang out with it's not like i'm hanging out with 30 dudes you know i, I like it that way but yeah anyways back to what you were saying about the couch cast or couch racing thing or yeah so yeah i was just saying that that that's kind of when um when you came up on my radar, like I, I've been watching 
supercross basically my my entire life basically so um it's that's not a new thing for me but uh just watching it with other people is it's a cool experience and then they can point things out to me that i don't notice myself and you happen to be one of those one of those people and i'm i'm thankful for it too because i watched you from that point out and you know all the way up until the injury happened so um Mm -hmm. that was that was all i was mentioning there okay yeah no it's been it's fun it's been fun i think i had had some good some good success this year not as much as i would liked but i just wish i could get off the gate if i could get off the gate i'd be a lot better off yeah but i think that's everybody start cross yeah yeah (laughs) especially this year uh, yeah there's the the tracks were weird this year i feel like they're they put no thought into passing opportunities whatsoever no not at all (laughs) not at all (laughs) yeah it was i don't know so what do you what do you think about what do you think about the difference between the um the arenas and doing them at the speedways ah see i don't know like I didn't get to do, I didn't do Atlanta. So Atlanta was more of a supercross, right? Because, and I say that because it didn't, it's not, it wasn't going to get the breaking bumps. It wasn't going to get the gnarly ruts, the inside ruts and corners. Um, it was more of a supercross where like Daytona is a outdoor pretty much. Basically. And I say that, yeah, I say that because of how the soil is. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, it, I I mean I'm probably not the right person to ask about that. I I, I thought it was sick. I thought it was super cool. Um, I don't do outdoors because I don't like going fast. Uh, so if they could slow the the whole speedway thing down, you know, um, I think it'd be sick. They I don't like we don't need to go fourth gear fourth fourth to fifth gear wide open in the sand. Right. I don't know. <laughs> this is an outdoors. You know, this is technical. Uh, right. Not about how big of balls you got. It's just, you know, it's how good you are. So, um, but I think they're cool. I just wish they'd slow it down a little bit. It looks like just make it more like supercross rather than like an outdoor. Yeah. And I think they did a good job this year, um, at Atlanta. Like there's a couple of rounds that were pretty good there. Um, but Daytona was, I mean, I I watched a couple of Daytona rounds. Like I, I, Preston and I were watching around, I want to say it was 13. Um, Stuart Villapoto, I'm like, dude, the track was so much slower and it looked, it was way better racing, you know? Um, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a track builder. Yeah. No, I I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I I really hope that they start incorporating more of them, but I do agree with you that if, you know, if, if they're going to make it super cross, they should make it super cross, not just make it an outdoor race during the super cross series. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like I saw a bunch of people saying, get rid of the sand. Like, no, the sand's like, I got no issue with that. You know, like you're not, you don't like the sand. Why? Oh, because you went down or <laughs> you got sand in your goggles. Like sucks to suck. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, I had no issue in the sand. So maybe I'm being biased, but I, just, I mean, the sand slows it down, you know, when it's in a corner, but when it's, 
and a long straightaway don't slow you down. Yeah. I I personally yeah. I like it. I like it when they throw in different different textures. It just makes the the dynamics of the track more interesting to watch from like a a viewer perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, cool. Hey, let's uh let's wrap this up and I'm gonna finish it up with a uh a um quick question for you. And that is who is your favorite rider of all time and why? God, I don't know. Uh, I mean Stuart probably. It's like okay. it's tough. Like it's either James or Webb. Like Webb's like I mean, I with the dude every weekend, right? I I don't. Uh, he's not one of those dudes that I go and conversate with, like I do with Austin or Benny. Um, but like, just Stewart's like pure talent. Like his how well he is on a dirt bike, you know, is like just amazing. I, I literally sit here like anytime I see videos with him in it, like from throwbacks races or whatever it is, I watch them. Whether it's 30 minutes long or five minutes long, it doesn't matter. I still watch it. I just love watching that dude ride. He's got so much skill. And like now that I race Supercross, um, and I know after hearing it from Rob, like w- what I do wrong, like I watch and analyze what they're doing as well to try to try to help me out. Um, I mean, they all watch video. They do it for themselves as well to watch and see what they're doing wrong. So uh stewart for sure but webb's also like i mean he's probably one of my favorite riders ever um just because of how like where he's at like that dude is min like i don't think there's anybody mentally more tough than he is you know and that's like it, that takes a lot to a lot to do is to be like webb i mean a lot of people don't like him because he's they say he's cocky there's a difference from there's cock from being cocky and confident you know he's confident he ain't cocky it's confident like i mean people say, used to say i was cocky it's not that i'm cocky i'm confident like i'll be able to go and back up what i'm saying i'm not just sitting here running my mouth and not being able to back it up and webb can do that you know um yeah there's times where he he does some things to like the whole web Roxon thing is like the Reed and Reed and Stewart thing. I love it. I'm a huge yep. fan of both those dudes. Um, I would have loved to see Roxon get the title this year, but I like that. I like how Webb did it. You know, um, but now I'd probably mix up between Stewart and Webb. Those two are nice. like just heroes to me. I mean, I'm not. I don't. Uh, Stanky used to give me shit for it. I don't know a whole lot. Like I didn't pay attention back in the day in moto. Um, like even Raynard, like, I don't even know. I've, I, I don't even think I watched him back in the day. You know, um, I don't Bradshaw, like those dudes are people that I've never really watched. Like I, I don't even know if I was watching Supercross at the time when McGrath was racing, maybe right. His last couple of races, but I don't have the whole, like, the history down on moto like everybody thinks i probably do <laughs> um i'd rather go outside and go do something and sit on a computer and look up the history about these dudes so but. absolutely i totally get that those are uh, those are two great choices though i mean stewart yeah. i i saw stewart for the first time in person at 
Unadilla in like 2003, I guess, somewhere around there. Um, it was when he first moved up to the 250 class and he was riding against um, Carmichael for the first time at, at Unadilla. And it was a just a, a shootout. Like the two of them were like 45 seconds up on the rest of the, the crew and just go, passing each other back and forth till they, they actually came together with like two or three laps to go. And Carmichael ended up crashing out. Um, but so I would definitely, I would, that's a solid choice in my book. And I think Webb is an absolute mental giant. I, I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's ever going to be anybody ever, like as mentally strong as he is like that dude, he can do anything if he puts his mind to it. I feel like, yeah, it is just the most badass dude there is, I think on their bike. And it's crazy because he's so small. He's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, uh, his, uh, it would be pretty funny to see what he looks like to himself inside of his head. It's probably the exact opposite of what he actually is as a, like a physical person. <laughs> yeah. Probably thinks he's as tall as Benny. Bloss. Yeah. He's like nine feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, All right, so no, he, let's jump into the chats real quick and uh, see if there's anything anything in here you want to cover a little bit more. I saw a couple of questions. Um, yeah. One of them was uh, Coda asked, how is McAdoo in person if you've met him? I've never, like, I don't have any um... – I've never had any conversations with him or anything like that. I mean, like we pass each other or like I'll be talking to Austin, you know, in the semi or not in the semi, um, but with him at the semi and like, we'll just nod our, nod our heads at each other. We don't have any beef or anything like that. He seems cool. Uh, he gained a lot of my respect from obviously Atlanta. Like if you didn't have respect gained for McAdoo, then at Atlanta, then I, dude, I don't know. Like you've never yeah. hit the ground because that dude, like that was obviously like he broke the internet with that, but like that was impressive. The dude's a badass for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know who he is. I don't know. How, I mean, I know who he is, right? But I don't. I don't know who he truly is. Like I do some. So I imagine he's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I. I thought. I actually saw him die in that race. <laughs> like. Oh, I thought he was done. Yeah. Yeah, I thought game was over. Night night. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was insane, insane, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that was the only question that we got on the live stream. So, um, yeah. So if there's if there's any anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up, shout outs, anything like that. Yeah. No, that was I was just thinking that. Um, oh, probably anybody that wants to know, I guess. I'll do outdoors. I am probably going to do outdoors as much as I hate them. I'd rather put my head through a trailer door, um, which I've tried to do. In 2012, I hit a trailer. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so I'm going to do – I'll send you a photo of that. Uh, in 2012 – or uh, so, yeah, so I had some good, good success this year in Supercross. Uh, it looked like the other day I was sitting with a national number 83. That's been a lifelong goal of mine is just to get a national number. Um, Sweet. I, I told myself in nine or 
Yeah, 19 was the last year I was doing nationals. Um, did Washougal. I went 21, 27 or something like that. Uh, I, was, I was done. I'll never, I said I told myself I'll never do another national. But at the same time, here we are again uh, two years later. And I don't want to be 50 years old and say, damn, I wish I would have scored one point in outdoors. Um, so I'm going to give her give her a go this year. Probably if I can get back on a bike, I'm going to try to do Washougal. And at that point, I'm going to try to figure out how I can get the rest done, like the last six of them done. I did the last six of that. So if anybody wants to help me out, you could uh, get your get your name on the helmet or the bike or whatever it is. Uh, anyways, no. So I'd just like to thank any, everybody else that has helped me throughout the years, um, not only throughout the years, but like especially this year, you know, Motorsport Hillsboro, Fusion, Graphics, Deval, Legacy, Legacy Gear, um, Recluse, Shuey, Meet and Doug, you know, at Sunstar this year, uh, Pete, the seat at uh, Traction MX, Spec Bolts, um, Twisted Jamie at Twisted Development. He was a huge help this year. Robbie Raynard this year for not this year, not just this year, but last year as well. Just helped me out through everything, you know, helped me with all my stuff that I can do and everything off the bike and everything. Um, gosh, I'm sure there's more. Uh, Chris Masick for doing all my powder coating and everything like that. Um, just, yeah, they helped me out quite a bit with some goggles and everything like that. Um, but anybody else I forgot, you know, not only that, but everybody else that's helped me get to this point in the past. It's a team sport, my girlfriend man. for sticking out with. Me. Yeah, exactly. And then my girlfriend for sticking out with me this year. She, she was actually on the road with me the whole season, which has been like a dream come true. So that was fun. She helped me quite a bit. Actually, she did all my food for me, helped me with laundry, did everything she could. And that was extremely helpful. So that was nice. Good on her, man. That's great. That's like a yeah. great support system. Great support system. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, please keep in touch. Like I said, if you if you've got anything you want to like blast out there, just let me know, and we'll we'll throw it out to the to the internet places for you. And uh, absolutely. If you're uh, if you're doing the outdoor stuff, I'm gonna try to get out to a couple of rounds. So I'll keep in touch too and see if we can run into each other at some point. Yeah, absolutely. You're in Rhode Island, you said. Yeah. That's the closest yeah, one for you, probably Unadilla. Be, uh, Unadilla or Southwick. I'm probably going to go to both of them. Yeah, so I'll probably be at Unadilla. If, if yeah. everything goes as planned, I'd probably like to hit Unadilla. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So, And then, hey, if anybody needs a custom, an easy up, we only do custom stuff. So can't get you like a black one. It's going to cost you the same as a custom one. So if anybody needs anything like that, let me know. Yeah, man. Hey, Email send me send me some uh some graphics and some uh some easy up stuff and we'll we'll blast your stuff up on the um on the podcast we will throw you up there as one of the partners okay do you want uh what do you want like uh photos or do you want um any anything you got anything you got okay cool i appreciate that yeah no worries dude um thank you guys Thanks, dude. And I will, uh, I'll catch up with you. Um, I don't know. I'll see you when I see you. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate this. Peace. Take care. All right, you guys. That was 
Devin Harriman, he was in the house with me. Uh, thanks for hanging out today on uh, this Thursday afternoon. This was the inaugural episode of the Jong with Jesse segment on the Power to the Ground Motorsports Media Network. Um, working on the next episode of this segment. Um, so keep an eye out there. I will let you know um, on the Facebook as soon as we get somebody booked for it. But it, it was fun for me. Hopefully it was fun for you. I thought it was a good conversation. Hopefully Devin enjoyed himself. Um, and I will keep in touch with him. So I will see you guys next time on John with Jesse on the Power to the Ground Motorsports Media Network. Don't forget to check out all of our partners. Um, go check out all the stuff that uh, Devin was talking about as well with the Striders, um, Striders to Riders and the Legacy Custom Canopies. Um, and obviously our partners, Nova Pro Media at novapro.media. Um, Bro Taco Foods at brotacofoods.com. Use coupon code PTTG for 20% off and Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. Go to Sunstar Dash. Uh, let's see. What is it? Hang on. Sorry. Sorry, Doug. Throw it up there. Sunstar Dash Breaking.com. Hit up the email support. Mention anything about power to the ground and uh, Doug will hook you up with the 30% off. And that's all we got. I will see you guys next time. Peace.